Catch Sports Daily every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. We have uh, Vision View Sports Radio, regular contributor, commentator and journalist, Matlatsi Mpatlele on the phone line. And want to have a conversation around responsibility, yeah? Discussing the responsible and uh, the credibility that journalists need to have in today's age. That's particularly when information moves around as quickly as it does and it comes to journalists very quickly, there is an onus on them to fact-check and verify. We're piggybacking this conversation off of the Christian Atsu story. Now, if you're familiar with what's happened over the past couple of weeks, Christian Atsu, unfortunately, was announced dead, yeah, once found in the rubble uh, after the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. Uh, It was, at some point, falsely reported that he had been found alive and well uh, after having been removed from the rubble, of course, uh, that proved to be incorrect. And this is why we've brought Matlatsi on, seasoned as he is. I'm pretty sure uh, he's had a, a dance with the devil, a dance with false information, once or twice in his career for sure. Matlatsi, good morning. How are you doing? Uh, good morning, man. Thank you so much for joining us, Matlatsi. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. L- let's I talk see about. I'm solo today. Yeah, yeah, one man, just me and you, Matlatsi, <laughs> uh, as we do this good. thing. Uh, let's, so, I mean, w- we know, we know, Matlatsi, that. If you go to a journalist school, as I have, as, and study journalism, and, and you're a journalist for as mm. long a time as you are, you know that you are responsible to factual, yeah. right? Factual and fair information. But, but the, the landscape has shifted a bit. You, it used to be in the newspaper age, journalists would have a 24-hour cycle to get the news out, or depending on what publication you had, even a week, right, to compile these stories and fact-check. Mm. But now it's all happening very quickly, Matlatsi. Times have changed. People want the information on Twitter, and they... They want it now, and that can lead to some mistakes, yeah? No, no, definitely you're right. Uh, and this is a very, very important topic which um, we should, uh, you know, continuously continue to engage on uh, because pretty much these days some, anyone with a camera and, uh, and a recording device can be a journalist. You, know, you can, uh, you, can uh, you know, sort of uh, issue out information. But, you know, having said that... Um, as you were saying that, I mean, for example, when I started, uh, you know, a cell phone was a luxury. Uh, when I started, I never cell phone. You know, uh, there was no Twitter. <laughs> uh, there was no Facebook. Um, yeah. So uh, well, life has changed, life has evolved with technology, and I'm actually scared as to what will be happening 10 years from now. Because the more we continue on this, we'll be, we'll be pushed, and innovation will continue to be there. So for us, as people who work in the media, for us who are journalists, then our responsibility is to, is to deliver news to the masses. The key, key, key fundamentals of our profession remain the same. They don't change. You have to be honest. You have got to have integrity. And you have got to verify your sources. And when you put out information out there, even if it's on your personal Twitter account, you must make sure that it has been verified. Because, as you know, that uh, in today's times, uh, you know, the former American president talked about fake news. You know, you can be responsible of distributing information which is wrong or which is fake news. So it is quite important, uh, also not only for journalists, that if you deliver information, you must make sure it's truthful, it has been verified, it has been checked. Because those are the basic fundamentals of, uh, of, uh, of informing. Uh, as it were, but for us as journalists, it's even more, the risk is even more more bigger because if you are found to have distributed uh, information that is not uh, that is incorrect, your reputation will be on the line, 
the reputation of employers will be on the line. So you don't want to be found uh, you know, wanting in that respect. Absolutely correct, Matlatsi. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious what, what your mindset is. I mean, around an event as big as what's happened out in Turkey and Syria or something even very yeah. different where you know you've got a scoop here. And I think you know very well what works on Twitter because you do well as to put things on Twitter and they go viral almost. You have that moment and that opportunity as a journalist. You're getting it from a source who you can't confirm their credibility. What do you then do with that information? You know how big it can be for you, young journalist coming up, but you can't fully verify. How do you, how do you navigate that conversation in that space? Yeah, I remember when I was still a young reporter, my former editor used to say, um, in God we trust and in sources we double check. Uh, if I receive information, uh, I, I always want to make sure that um, if I'm writing a story for Times Life or for, or for Sunday Times or for whatever, uh, I have to make sure that I have at least two or three sources to the same story and that people must corroborate that information. And it must not be people who have engaged because they may have engaged to lie to me. So it is of critical importance that when you receive information, yeah. you will verify it. The danger these days, especially um, with the younger generation, is this sickening obsession of trying to be fast, of trying to break a story. Uh, I've seen a lot of people rushing to publish a story, which has got a lot of holes in it. You realize after they're published that, oh, I should have made at least one more call. Oh, I should have spoken to one more person. So it's very important that uh, those uh, sort of principles are adhered to, because if you rush uh, to, to, to publish because you want to break, uh, you may end up making serious mistakes. Uh, it's nice, it's a nice feeling uh, to break a big story, yeah. but uh, what is even more nicer, I can be second with more information, and that is even more nicer because you may break a story with a lot of holes in it, and that's not good. So we still have to adhere to the fundamentals of reporting, which is to ensure that all the W's are, 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 are who, where, how, you know the story. Uh, those things are in check. You know that uh, these things have happened. And also to make sure that you double check with uh, maybe one or two or even, uh, you know, sort of places uh, you can corroborate the story. Because like I said earlier on, that you, you don't want to find yourself having to retract or having to apologize or having given uh, uh, wrong information. I mean, these days... Uh, we live in the age of the Poppy Act also. You know, if you are not careful, you may infringe into the privacy of other people and you can be sued or you can actually end up in jail for uh, infringing into the you know, integrity or into the rights of other people. So it's very important that the basics must always be in the same in terms of fact-checking, in terms of uh, uh, you know, speaking to as many sources as possible to ensure that your story is strong and there are no comebacks. Matlatsi, I'm, I'm just, you know, this, this Christian Atsu example is at the highest level, getting it wrong at the highest level. Like, this is the one that you can't get wrong, you know? But, yeah. but it almost feels to me like, particularly in sports reporting, there is this culture of it's okay to not get the, the information absolutely correct, you know? Mm. Um, in certain aspects, particularly as it pertains to transfers, uh, certain things that are happening with inside the dressing room, there's almost a sense nowadays that journalists are okay with just putting things out there. Okay, uh, we'll link Timbazwani with Kaiser Chiefs because 
we know what it can do for us, you know, without necessarily having yeah. all the information. We'll say, and this, this idea that it's not that serious, you know, particularly as it pertains to sports reporting, which is very different. I mean, as I said, the Christian Atsu is the worst case scenario, right? But it always isn't yeah. as high stakes as that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're starting with uh, what you've just said now. Uh, you know, obviously, it will be grossly uh, misconduct. It will be grossly irresponsible. Just to wake up one morning and then, uh, then write the story and say, Tambazon is going to Sanos. <laughs> you know, writing a story which is a figmentation of our own imagination. You, stuff like that should not happen. And uh, if you look also on uh, platforms like Facebook and Twitter, and you've got a lot of... Um, these uh, platforms or handles which are purportedly, um, uh, uh, you know, news agencies, people who just go out of their way to write stories that are, are really you know, not there. Uh, people who deliberately go out to lie, people who deliberately go out to mislead, and uh, all for the sake of clicks, all for the sake of, uh, of, uh, of, of followers or, or followers on, 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 on social media. That is wrong, and we need to find a mechanism as to how can uh, you know the, the power that be uh, clamp down on those kinds of uh, of handles that uh, sort of uh, you know give away wrong information? And uh, on the issue of uh, of it, it was a little bit uh, unfortunate. Um, we don't play around with information like that, uh, where you claim that somebody has been found, and a few days later, a week later, the person turns up dead. You know, so um, it's something that should serve as a lesson uh, to everybody especially to the news agencies, uh, that uh, when you have a story like that, it, ha- it still has to be factored. But also, a story like that, if it comes from a reputable source, uh, it becomes very difficult. Uh, I mean, the story which came from the club, this guy's club. They uh, said that they have found him. Uh, from the outside world, it was almost uh, impossible not, not yeah. to believe them. Yeah. Because, because uh, uh, you know, you, you, you want to believe that he plays for them. Uh, they found him, and he's safe. You know, so the club deliberately uh, uh, or, or or maybe mistakenly uh, misled the world, and that should never happen. It is something that uh, spokes people, um, people who work in communications, and uh, you know uh, that industry needs to sit down and learn from this. And I'm sure going forward, something like this is something that can be used um, to teach young people um, at universities, at colleges, to say. This is not how you go about doing stories. And also, people who are involved in the communication sphere, because um, that information, uh, the story was not written because a journalist did not do his or her work. It's, an, it's, a, it's a story which was distributed by a communicator at the club who turned out to have communicated the wrong information, and it is completely unacceptable. You're absolutely correct, Matlatsi. Listen, maybe lastly, um, you can just talk us through possible ramifications. I mean, the obvious one, yes, probably, you know, a fine at work, uh, some suspended, some suspension of some sorts. But typically, if you are reporting things that aren't true, what tends to happen in the newsroom? Yeah, well, I mean, if you, you know, the worst case scenario would be you will be fired. I mean, I've seen it happen uh, even here in South Africa. Uh, there's been some, uh, not, you know, I mean, recent incidences where, uh, you know, people obviously don't mention the, the papers' names, but uh, where um, one of the big Sunday papers actually fired a guy um, who solicited a bribe from a person he was writing a story about. You know, so these things happen um, uh, where people do serious issues 
that are found to be on the wrong side of things in terms of misconduct and stuff like that. Um, you know, the worst case scenario is people getting fired. Um, you can be warned. And you must remember also that uh, we do have a watchdog, uh, a media watchdog, an ombudsman, where if you, if you, if you are an independent person or you are an organization, you feel hard done by, by a journalist who may have reported on something that is not factual and where you feel a lot of work was not done or where you feel that, uh, you know, your integrity, um, uh, has been infringed upon. You can always report those things to the investment. Um, there have been famous cases where, um, you know, uh, reporters were, were reprimanded, uh, from having reported wrongly about people or organizations. And also on the other side, there has been instances where the papers actually came out of the investment hearings, um, you know, uh, with, their, with their reputations intact to say we have reported the story the way it should be. Because some people sometimes, when they don't want accountability, the first thing they do is to run to the investment, you know, uh, hoping that they can maybe they can win, you know. So um, it goes both ways, but, um, you know, there is a watchdog, and uh, the most important thing here is for uh, us as uh, uh, journalism uh, uh, practitioners to continue to adhere to the basic principles of our job, which is to 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 to, to be truthful, um, to have integrity, and also to inform responsibly. Yeah. Because a lot and millions of people out there rely on the information that we relay every day for 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 that information, and some people uh, daily they do have a lot of trust in us because we are the ones who are close to the subject that we report on, uh, where the people out, out there are not are not close to. For example, um, when I'm reporting about the uh, chiefs or pilots or whatever, you know, I'm always close to the people that I report on. And it is my responsibility to relay that information truthfully and responsibly. So, uh, basics remains the same. And uh, if we continue to do that, this phenomenon of fake news will ultimately uh, we can be able to defeat it uh, if we do the right things. Absolutely, Matlatsi. Listen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, appreciate your time. Sports Daily, every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m.